we're really honored as uh, Kathni Infinite Cinema to work with um, CUNY and um, the different organizations within CUNY to um, co-sponsor this event. And um, first of all, I want to thank uh, the Asian American and Asian Research Institute that Anthony helped us uh, organize tonight's event, and we are co-sponsored tonight with um, the Masters in International Migration Studies, and as well as the Masters in Biography and Memoirs. And um, and just to go a little bit more into like the the program tonight, we we are going to show um, a trailer for a film that we're screening this Saturday in Bayside. That film is called Happy Cleaners. If you want to find out more about the film, it's, you can go to the Caffney website. It's caffney.org. And um, we all, we'll also show a short film that's paired with uh, Nam's uh, film Found in Korea. That's, that film is also shot in Korea, and, but it's like very different. So I think uh, you might find it interesting that we paired it with, uh, with Nam's film. Um, and um, to begin, I'm, I'd like to introduce uh, Dean Sook. She's um, the dean at the graduate program here at CUNY. And um, she, she'll make some uh, introductions. And also there's some flyers outside later if you want to find out more about the different programs that co-sponsor with us. Thanks so much, Chuck. So I'm, <clears throat> my name is Julie Sook. I'm the Dean for Master's Programs and Professor in Sociology and Political Science and Liberal Studies here at the Graduate Center at CUNY. And I just want to welcome you on behalf of the programs uh, that offer academic uh, work uh, related to the film that being shown this evening. Uh, I'm, I oversee 16 master's programs here at the Graduate Center now. We're an interdisciplinary hub of intellectual activity at CUNY, which, as many of you know, has a long and proud history of educating immigrants in New York City. Uh, so today, uh, we're joined by the, our master's program in international migration studies, uh, which is the only master's program uh, in, that focuses on migration uh, on the East Coast uh, of America and, uh, and also our master's program in biography and memoir, which is a collaboration with our Leon Levy Center uh, for biography here at the Graduate Center. It is, uh, to my knowledge, the only graduate program in the United States uh, that focuses on the writing of biography and memoir. Uh, and so we have flyers that are on the tables when you walk in uh, that give you more information about those master's programs. Uh, we are so happy to have a program this evening that brings together memoir and uh, migration as themes. We have amazing scholars here who are working on these subjects every day, uh, and uh, we very much hope you enjoy being with us this evening. Thank you, Dean Sook. Um, just uh, another, I'll mention that after the screening, we'll have a Q&A, so stick around for that, and after the Q&A, we'll have like a small after party nearby at Karaoke City on 32nd Street. I'm Nam. I am in Korea to find the world I lost as a baby. I am one of more than 200,000 Korean adoptees raised internationally. Like most of us, I grew up in America. American way of adoption is like love. And as soon as we looked at that picture, that baby was ours. In that word, adoptee, there's always negative connotation in Korean culture. It's that feeling of being unwanted, you know what I mean? This journey 
is about me experiencing the culture and the feelings of coming back for the first time. It's hard for me to process what I'm feeling. I don't really know if I want to cry or if I want to eat. I have trepidation about being able to find a translator. I don't know what that means. There is no path to follow. It was like, oh, go there, go there, go there, go there, 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 there. I feel like I'm not really breathing. It's easy to find your family. When she got up and left, my heart went. <sighs> Everyone wants me to find something. I mean, I can't really conceive of what I'm up against. I'm Nam Holtz, and I was found in Korea. Thank you so much again for sharing your story. The film is amazing. Um, it takes, you know, a lot of emotion and risk to encourage to even put together a documentary like that and or film um, and thank you again for sharing with us thank you for having me <laughs> and I just want to say really quickly sure. I just want to say thank you for everyone coming out because it means so much to me that you're here and I there are a couple people in the audience that were involved in the film that I just want to really quick give a shout out to Bill Mattinson did the sound um, amazing thank you <laughs> Um, Vong Pak, are you here? He, he was the voice of, <laughs> of Pastor Cho. <laughs> um, William Kaplanidis in the back there, he, he's a co-producer. Um, and John Chang left, but he was playing guitar in some of it. And there are many of you that sponsored the film, and it would not exist without you, so this is a big deal. And, yeah. Of course. I mean, it takes a village to make a film like this, I'm sure, as you know. And, you know, especially to visiting a country that's foreign to you, but still close, so close to your heart. Um, I kind of just want to take it back to the very beginning um, and just kind of talk about what inspired you, like, at first to even find your birth parents. Like, you um, so taking it way back, um, I helped my sister Amy give birth. I helped her through labor and to actually push the baby out like I was there. It got me thinking about my own birth process and questioning where was I, how did that happen, what was that like. And I also was just like looking around at everybody going, oh my God, you were born and you were born and you were born and everyone was born. So it got me really just fired up to learn more about that. So that was the beginning. <laughs> yeah, and then you, you know, decided, you mentioned that you went to actually plan to do it when you were in your 30s. Like, how did you, um, why did you decide, like, this was the exact time I should be doing this? I wasn't really interested earlier. Um, I, I, I was interested in the culture. I think it was intimidating. Um, 
And I just, that, that experience really made me start really wanting to know where I came from. Can you explain some of the fears you may have had? I know there's a lot of emotions in the film. Um, you can discuss like any fears that kept going in your head like over and over again. Like during the process of making the film or during? Uh, yes, both. Um, right, so I was fearful that it would never get finished because it took me forever. Um, I was scared that Koreans, you know, would like not like me, that they would be mean or that they would just kind of um, ignore or I don't know, I was fearful of how I would be received. Um, I was fearful because I this is my first film that I've ever made, so there's a lot to learn every step of the way. Um, I was fearful about the reaction from the adoption community. Um, there's a lot of opinions and you know this is my story this is my specific way of telling this and there's reasons why I made this film but um, I, that's just some of the fears to name a few there's probably I could like, last night I lay awake in bed fearing everything so I, could, I can't think of anything right now but um, yes lots of fear and that also makes me curious about like any challenges that you face during you know going to another country and you know putting the film together as well well there I think you witnessed some of the lost in translation that happened. It, there probably many instances every day just traveling in a, another country and thinking that they think that you speak the language. They think that I'm going to understand and that it's not the case. That was... I really liked in the beginning of the film when you had a set goal. You know, you came to Korea, and if it didn't work out, you still checked off everything on your list. Um, can you talk about, you know, how was it learning about the Korean culture overall when you went? It was fabulous. It was so exciting, and I realized there's so much more to learn. And um, it, it made me really feel like there was a part of me I, I, that was definitely, I know it sounds really corny, but there was like a part of me that was filled when I got to experience being in Korea and breathing that air and seeing where I was from. You've highlighted it so beautifully in the whole film. Um, is there anything in particular that stood out um, when you went to Korea? Gosh, the food. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the food. It looks so delicious. I was, especially I'm sure it's so fresh just over there. There's another thing that stood out. In Korea, the public restrooms are uh, considered a face of the nation, and they are so clean. They are so, so clean, and there's like pictures of people who clean the restaurants. They're very proud of it, and it's it makes sense, and it is such a stark contrast to what's going on here. <laughs> like, New York should be taking some notes, right? <laughs> yes, well, all of America should be. <laughs> Um, and I particularly really liked the part where you met so many people on the way um, in your journey, and you met the pastor as well. Um, and he wasn't really open to adoption at first, and he opened up to you um, and shared his story. Um, what were your initial thoughts when the pastor said that he wasn't open to adoption at first? Um, pastor Chu was uh, really... 
amazing stumble upon. Like we didn't know him before we went over. He we met him while we were there. So hearing this view that he was kind of on the the forefront on the grassroots of advocating for Korean adoption within Korea because it's really not happening that often. So um, I I was educated by him actually. I didn't have enough knowledge to have feelings prior to meeting him. And when he said he was against adoption, I was just all ears because I wanted to learn what that really meant. And when you went through Namhae, that was towards the end of the journey, and I'm sure that was there was maybe a sigh of relief and also like you were also maybe worried. Like, can you actually tell me how you were feeling when you were driving through Namhae? Like the close-ups, just the beautiful land, it just looked amazing. I think we tried to convey that in the film. I feel like once I got there, I just kind of started really like deep breathing and going, my God, this place is gorgeous and I'm so happy I'm from here and I want to go back. And um, I, I can't really, I think it's just more more than words can tell how I felt in Namhae. I felt like I had stumbled upon like a piece of me that I didn't know was there before. And aside from the beauty that was pictured um, in the film, um, were you surprised about how many locals were just willing to help? It's crazy. Very overwhelming. They were so helpful. It was like I was humbled every moment. They were so kind. And did you even expect to meet the mayor of Nome? No. It was wild. <laughs> how, was, uh, how was your interaction? I know that I thought it was a great moment when you sang for him and danced for him and he also <laughs> had that exchange as well. How was that for you? That kind of, the whole meeting felt kind of like lost in translation a little bit. And I was just like, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to, okay, he's asking me to dance for the 10th time. I'm going to get up and dance. <laughs> Um, and how can you describe, you know, the moment you put your feet in the Namhe water? Well, we had to edit out that the sound for that because I actually mooed. <laughs> <laughs> Literal, I was like, <laughs> like, there's a moo that emanates from my body, and that was like really how I felt. It was just like. <laughs> And then after we shot that and we got all that shot, I just like dove all the way in. That's great. It's so beautiful. Just visiting another country and every, all the locals just seemed so welcoming and I'm sure that was made the experience even better. Yeah, I mean, I was scared. And then that was like oh, the best possible outcome to be, I mean, so held, you know. I mean, it's a very courageous thing to do. Um, even though you didn't find your parents in the end, um, the ending was still so beautiful. Why did you decide to close the film with a letter to your parents? Um... It was a great technique to wrap up everything that I wanted to say <laughs> and pull on the audience's heartstrings. 
Um, I mean, honestly, that when I was in Korea, I was like, well, I need to start. I, I was journaling, and some of it was meant for my parents specifically. So I pulled on some of that. <laughs> And how long did it take you to create this film? Like from start to finish? Nine years. Oh. I mean, the hard work is definitely there, you know? And thank you for being patient and sharing it with us because I'm sure it has a huge impact on everybody and everybody watching the film. Um, is there a message you want to send to other adoptees looking for their biological families? Parents. Do what you want. <laughs> Seriously. Is there a message that you want anyone to know from watching this film? Well, I made the film because for three reasons. I wanted to open up the dialogue about adoption because it can be stigmatized. Um, I wanted kids specifically be able to be able to have some vocabulary to open the dialogue. Um, I made it specifically with kids in mind so they can watch with families. Um, I made the film because I was acting and I was really intrigued with being able to make a product with a female Asian adopted person as the lead because you don't really see that anywhere um, and then I was I also the third reason I made the film is because um, I think that by talking about this more um, you can get the opportunity to support this community um, you know they face we face a lot of challenges that are unrecognized and um, I think that by talking about it is that that's the first step thank you so much again for your time and showing that film thank you let's give another round of applause thank you is there anyone in the audience that has questions for Nam? The question was, when I first started the journey, was I afraid that it would hurt my f parents' feelings? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the last part. Uh, and, and, and how did you broach the subject with them? Um, I was a little afraid because... Um, even though I've, I had the gut instinct that they would understand and support, I still was nervous that they would feel threatened. Um, so I just asked them, and I had the conversation really honestly. And I think you can see they're the type of people that I can have that conversation with. And I think that is not always the case. So the question was, everyone was so helpful that I feel like people were not being helpful because of the shame. You know, I feel like um, there might have been like glimpses of people that looked at me with pity. Um, it was hard for me to decipher that, and I also had a camera pointed at me a lot, which I think maybe influenced people's reactions. Um, but I didn't come across anyone that was just blatantly, no, I'm not going to help you, which is amazing. How was raising your children as far as the Korean culture? I have a dog named Tomato. <laughs>
the t tomato came with Bill, so I, I didn't name tomato. But I mean, that's awesome. That's a good idea. I, I don't speak enough Korean to even like like kimchi. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that's a great, the question was, how are you raising your kids with the, with the Korean culture? And I don't have any children. I have a dog. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, how differently do I feel now as opposed to when I got back from Korea about finishing the film? Um, I think I feel really different because first of all, I, I started getting more and more involved in the adoption world and advocacy and awareness. And so my, um, the, the initial edit didn't really have a lot of those things in it. Um, and I think it's it morphed a little bit, but I it, it the final cut was done a while ago, and I st I had real fear, I had real fear about me using the language like I feel lucky and all you know I, I still have fear about that actually I should have included that as part of the fears, but um, I, I think I, I'm proud of the film and what it's like able to open up, but I do, I do wish I could get in there and like do some re sewing you know. So I, I, just, it never ends. Um, but I also feel, I, I'm studying social work now, so I feel like a little bit more in tune with um, different dynamics that were going on. So I, I just think the education piece, I, I wanted to be more educated. Yeah. Okay, one more question. Uh, Towards the end of the film, when you were eating with the couple, the, the initial couple that helped you, did you, because I, I got a sense that you almost had this connection of a Korean mom with that woman. Did you feel that at all? In the moment, did I have a connection with the, the couple at the end? When she was serving you the food, did you feel like you were with you know, your Korean mother? I think that you know the way it was described. She was she was she she described it as best she could, and he translated as best he could that this is like a traditional family meal that your mom could have made for you if you were here. Like this is what she might have made for you. So I felt like she was trying to give me this experience of like a family Korean experience at the table. Um, but, but you didn't have like a feeling of your connecting to your mother, not your actual physical mother, but almost like a spir the spiritual part of it. Not really, but I did feel connected to these people in a really special way. I mean, these are Nam Hey people that are like, I mean, I was like, these people could be related to me for all I know. Because, I mean, I hadn't done blood tests yet or anything, so. Yeah. Right, thank you so much again thank for your you. time. Let's get it up for Nam